1: Today I have my awesome co-host Jean Adrian and well we're going to talk all about what sort of happened with Jean over the past uh, month or so a little less I guess and talk about a little bit about maybe the holidays and gratitude. I don't think this is going to be a full hour show because Jean's been really working hard at uh, regaining everything after quite an accident. So Jean why don't you tell us a little bit about what happened and, and definitely all that you've kind of learned from it, because it's been an amazing journey, although I, <laughs> my heart has been with you and it's, it's been quite, and the parallels, I mean, it's just, it's fascinating what has happened. Um, it just... Well, I'm
0: very grateful to you, Lori, because I feel like you took on infection for me, so I wouldn't have to. <sighs> So thank you very much. I mean, you know, let's don't do this again, okay? Yeah, Uh,
1: (laughs) Yeah, let's not.
0: (laughs) But um, yeah, so um, a month ago tomorrow, Mm. uh, I was at a fundraiser for a nonprofit that I am the chairman of the board of, and um, and it was a, a walk in the woods kind of thing. It was a zombie walk. And so I was about a quarter of a mile back in the woods, and I tripped and fell, and basically impaled my left eye on a stump i know that's a bit graphic so sorry about that um and i had to be life flighted um to the closest town which is two and a half hours away um, that has a trauma center and just got the bill for that helicopter ride that was fifty nine thousand nine hundred and ninety nine dollars are you serious i am so serious Now, you know, that's the gross bill, um, because they didn't have any information on me, so they didn't have my insurance or any of that, you know, so I'm not sure what the net will be, but, um, yeah. Wow. And I didn't even get to enjoy it. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And anyway, so they did, um, trauma surgery on my eye. They kind of had to put my face back together and, um, the eyeball itself was cut from front to back. (sighs) And so they had to, um, put that back together as best they could and removed half the forest from, you know, inside my head. Right. And so their major concern was infection, which is, um, I guess what you stepped in for. (laughs) But, um, yeah, so I escaped without infection. I'm knocking wood on that. Uh, And, um, you know, they everything's been sort of put back together. Uh, you know, it, it is what it is. Um, they will do plastic surgery on me after the first of the year to um, really do the reconstruction and try to make things look as good as possible. But you've seen it. You know, yeah. it's it's a bit gnarly.
1: It's uh, yeah, but uh,
0: I've got a little pirate patch, so I'm rocking that. Go <laughs> out in public, you know, arm eighty and that, you know, and. <laughs> Um you know and, and every day I'm getting stronger but I have learned so much and I guess the the first thing you know the first lesson is always gratitude. I mean this could have been so much worse. I, I could have been killed. Sure. I could have broken my neck and been a quadriplegic. Um you know and, and as it is, you know, I've lost the sight of my left eye is that permanent? Well, we don't know. The doctors think so, but you know, I'm open to miracles Hmm. and, you know, so we'll see. I've learned, uh, you know, I've learned how to receive, you know, because I basically have had to let other people take care of me first in the hospital. And then my brother and my son, um, you know, were the ones that brought me home and pretty much administered to me, um, you know, around the clock, because they were having to give me medicine and put drops in my eye, um, pretty much like round the clock there for the first two weeks. Um, mm-hmm. One of my good friends um, in Blairsville has taken my dog, and she also took me in uh, for a week. Because um, my poor brother, um, <laughs> he served in Iraq, and he he came back from that detail with PTSD pretty bad. Right. And so he doesn't do stress very well at all. And so, and then here, you know, um, thrown into the frying pan or the fire one or the other, um, with his sister, um, you know, taking care of me. And so after two weeks of that, he kind of hit a wall. Sure. And, um, so he went home and so my friend Robin and her husband, Rick, uh, took care of me for a week and they are, they've got my dog. Um, And they've been fostering my dog um, for this, the rest of this month. And then uh, I'll return home on Monday and then I'll get my doggie back. Hmm. So I can't wait. I can't wait to be home. Can't wait to get my dog back. Um, But I'm just so grateful for all the people who have just stepped up and, you know, taken care of me and, and, you know, shown me how to receive. I mean, that's been one of the lessons I was working on during the whole last year was opening to receive. And it's very interesting, you know, when the universe deals you a a hand of cards, where you don't have a choice. Well, there you go.
1: Yeah. And, you know, receiving is so it's such a big issue for I don't know, I don't know if it's just women in general, or women from a certain generation. But I mean, I would be included in that generation. I mean, it's it's interesting because it's it's um it's like we we I think I think there was such a push for women to be independent, and that that became such a big thing in the '60s um, that we kind of got brought along with it sort of that Mm -hmm. all of us, you know, that that was the big thing. I mean, my mom turned 90 this year and she lives still at home and, you know, she gets different things for help and stuff. But I mean, her idea, I mean, she needs to be independent. She, you know, even the amount of care that she gets, it's like she, you know, she doesn't want too much because you know, she still wants to be able to go out and she still wants to do this and that. And it's like, she's got all these things. I, mean, I swear she's more active than I am. But, you know, she, you know, to her independence is, and, and of course women had to fight so hard to be independent. Right. I mean, she's so much older, so that, that generation's completely different. But I mean, she, you know, she didn't work the same. Like she wasn't she... independent that way, but to be independent to her is so important. And, you know, to to open up, to receive... It's a it's a tough one for us (laughs) because we have all of this, all of this, you know, collective unconscious energy behind it that, you know, so many people had to fight for it. And it just I don't know, it's it it seems to be a very interesting process to to be open to receive. I mean, if we if we're disabled, that seems to it's like it's okay then. (laughs)
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Exactly. Right? Uh-huh. But, and so that's, it's almost like something like that has to happen. Because when I went through the stuff that I went through, which is nowhere near what you went through, but, you know, about, you know, having to rebuild build my entire business and, you know, redo things. I mean, I, there was a lot of things that challenged me and pushed me. And then most recently, um, health-wise, the infection that you were, you talked about, I mean, it, yeah, I I actually am one of those people that usually run cold when I when my temperature like I don't usually on an everyday level have the average temperature it's a little bit cooler so when I had 102 temperature for like four or five days it you know it <laughs> to me I I just I can't imagine anything worse so I mean obviously there are things worse but it was it felt so to cap, like just, I just wasn't able to do anything. Like I had no energy. I couldn't, you know, I couldn't do anything. Um, but I was forced to open up. I was forced to not necessarily receive in that time because I probably (laughs) was probably still pushing people away, but, um, I, you know, there's, there's something about illness or something about accidents when they happen that we have to, you know, really reevaluate how we're living our lives. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: And, um, you know, I mean, and it's just, it's simple stuff that, you know, I've always taken for granted. Um, Like, for example, I've had to go out and order, I don't have them yet, but um, glasses that have polycarbonate shatterproof lenses. Mm. Because, you know, one of the main concerns of the um, the doctors at Emory is to protect the good eye. Right. At all costs. Right. So, um, you know, I've ordered them. Uh, they came in and they were all wrong. So <laughs> oh, no. don't have them yet. Huh. You know, mm. but, um, you know, so I'll be wearing glasses. But, you know, I had been very cavalier, you know, I live on top of a mountain in the middle of the woods. Exactly. And I would walk my dog in the woods and, you know, not wear any kind of protective eyewear. And, um, you know, I'd get slapped in the face by branches. I've fallen down a couple of times, you know, that kind of thing. And, um, you know, didn't really think about it. Exactly. Um, but, you know, I won't be doing that anymore. <laughs> um, and I probably won't be walking my dog in the woods anymore. I'll stay on the, on the driveway and, um he's probably not gonna be happy with that, but you know he's gonna have yeah. to get over it um and I'll use a walking stick right. you know to give myself some extra balance because um you know, with only one eye, the depth perception is way different right you know, and, and the the balance is is different, so you know, I'm still acclimating to that um, so there's that I mean I have driven my car I know that I can drive um which is amazing yeah you know I was put it was intimidating but Mm. then once I did it it really wasn't that difficult um you know so I'm not excited as I told you earlier I'm not excited about driving in Atlanta traffic right now so I'm going to wait until I get back to Blairsville to the small town Right. You know, um, to, to actually start driving.
1: Unless- well, you would kind of be stuck if you couldn't because you are on a mountaintop. Beautiful yeah. place. Uh, but you... <laughs> yeah. Very isolated. Yeah. Isolated yeah. and what would you do? Well, then you would have to really rely on people and it's exactly. not, I mean, that would be too <laughs> dependent. But- uh-huh. Wow. I mean, it's, you know, I'm
0: getting more independent each day. I mean, you
1: know, before my brother
0: has gone out of town, so I'm actually in his house by myself, you know, with their cat. Um, And, you know, so he made this schedule for every four hours to have people come here to put drops in my eyes. Uh, And um, it occurred to me that I could go to the grocery store and get some sterile saline solution. And I could practice putting drops in that eye, you know, without wasting prescription, and I did that and it only took one time for me to realize, oh, I can do this. Hmm. You know, so I've been doing my own drops, um, you know, and as the people have shown up, I've said, you know, give me your phone number in case I need you, you know, but, you know, basically you're off the hook, right. <laughs> you know. So I am getting more independent, you know, with each day that passes. Yes. Um, but, you know, stamina is just still an issue. And I think that's because my body's gone through a lot of trauma. Yes. And, it, you know, it's it's healing. You know, I've, I've, I've gone out and, you know, uh, I haven't done this without my brother. But, you know, we've gone walking for, you know, half hour jaunts here and there, um, you know, in the forest and, you know, at a park and that kind of thing. You know, so I have gotten out and gotten fresh air and done some walking. You know, it feels good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, But I'm not going to do it. While I'm alone, because I don't want to take a chance of falling down and (laughs) whatever. Yeah. So, yeah. So, there's that. You know, so one of the big lessons has really had to do with attachment. And, you know, we get, you know, and we've talked about this so many times, but, you know, it's not until something like this really, you know, gets in your face that (laughs) you. Yeah, literally, that you are made aware of the things that you are attached to. And, you know, um, so I was attached to vision. Yeah. You know, um, but I realized that, you know, um, that doesn't have to be vision in both eyes. Mm. And actually, I did a show last week on Power Talk on my show um, where I had my producer, interview me and ask me questions and she was just horrified because you know she's all about the makeup and the beauty and all that kind of stuff you know and she said well you know you've always you know been an attractive woman and blah 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 and you know and now you've got this disfigurement how are you dealing with it and I'm like you know um it is what it is
1: yeah
0: you know it's it's not you know we are not our physical bodies So to be attached to that is a huge part of this lesson, um, of, you know, of not being attached to the physical body, um, because my beauty is the light that flows within me. It always has been.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's just, it's amazing though, that, you know, how it takes certain things, I mean, Really, this is a life-changing experience. Uh (laughs) Trying to come up with the right word. Um, Like there's no... Yeah, and it
0: just goes to show that you can't be attached to anything because all of your reality can change on a dime. Yeah. You know, with the blink of an eye, literally.
1: Yeah. And it's not to say, you know, like we talk about love versus fear, and it's not to say, you know, that you're going to become more fearful, you're just going to become more cautious because of certain events and because of what's happened. It is, you know, now your perception, everything is shifted because you no longer have the use of, at this point, the use of both eyes. So seeing and being more cautious, but that doesn't mean that you're doing it from a place of fear. In fact, it sounds very much that you, you know, that you have let go of a lot of things. And You know, we talk about fears, we can still be afraid. It doesn't mean that we don't have the courage to, you know, continue to be who we are. And I think that's, you know, a beautiful message that you're, that you're offering because you're, you know, you're, this is a life changing experience that you've had that could have gone both ways. And, Mm. you know, from this, you're coming out grateful and you're coming out, you know, learning about detachment or, or more about how we are attached to certain things. And, you know, <laughs> it's amazing sometimes the things that we do take for granted and that we don't really think about and we don't really ever even consider until we have something like this happen. Right.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Exactly.
1: So it, it is beautiful that you've been able to transform this into something that, you know, you've learned a lot from. I have a feeling that there's going to be a book about this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, you're probably right.
1: Well, just because I think it's, you know, it is, this is one of your life-defining moments of, mm-hmm. you know, you know, what, what happens now? Like what, how do you, how do you, how you, how you have been responding to this and how you've been moving through this can be very supportive to a lot of people And I think that deeper understanding that you've come to um, could certainly help uh, you know many women and men to kind of stop seeing life the way we have been and to move into a different, a different perspective of life. Maybe you
0: just um, gave me the title, What Happens Now. Hmm. I like it.
1: <laughs> cool. Because I think I think it's important. I think, you know, one of the things that I always have uh, loved about the style that you always offer is that you, you talk about the things that happen in your life. And, you know, there's a lot of people that (laughs) kind of like to, you know, they have this belief that if they talk about it or think about it, then, you know, it just it amplifies and that, you know, the law of attraction, you have to, you know, continue to focus on just positive things and stuff, but you like to bring up your stuff. And it's important because we're all human. And if we just focus on that positive stuff, it's not as authentic and it doesn't help as many people to, to understand and to help them shift and move to the direction they want. So, I mean, I honor all that you always have offered because you always sort of put yourself out there and, you know, talk about your stuff and it's okay. Like you, you're good with that. And I think that that's, you know, very humbling and you know a lovely way to sort of teach by example well
0: you know and I think it it makes a difference in how you talk about it Mm -hmm. because I mean there's one school of thought that says you've got to get into your shadow stuff and excavate the hell out of it (laughs) you know and You know, roll around in the muck in order to be able to glean every little nugget from it and all the spiritual lessons. I disagree with that. Right. Because to me, that's counter to the law of attraction. And and that does set you up for manifesting more of the same old, same old. Um, But I do think that you have to be, um, you got to be authentic and you got to get, look at what's really happening, you know, in your life, but look at it from the standpoint of the blessing, yeah, you know, rather than the lesson. And, you know, just for example, um, two weeks ago, I guess, when I got down to Atlanta, uh, one of the first things I wanted to do was go to the chiropractor because I was having these horrific headaches because, you know, all the bones in my head have just been, you know, scrambled and yeah. b- bashed around and moved and whatever. And um, so I was having a lot of bone pain you know, in, you know, the bones of my head. And so um, I went to my chiropractor who has been my chiropractor for over 30 years down here. And um, he did a lot of adjustment on the cranial sutures and the atlas, the occiput and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, pretty much got, uh, it it took two sessions, but even after the first one, those headaches went away. Mm because he, he put them back where they needed to be. Mm. And so as I was getting ready to leave, you know, he looked at me, you know, kind of very serious and he said, so Jean, have you taken the time to grieve the loss of your sight? Mm. And I looked at him kind of cockeyed and <laughs> literally, and I said, huh, I didn't even thought about that. You know, no, I haven't. So I went home and, you know, later that afternoon I went into meditation and tried to get into that space of grieving for the loss of the sight in my left eye. And I couldn't. And uh, eventually one of my guides, you know, kind of stepped up. And basically he said, Gene, there is no reason to grieve. That you can't see it yet, but at some point you are going to see that there was a major blessing here, and you know that you've you will have grown and you will receive gifts out of this because there truly is no such thing as loss in the divine plan, and you'll get there. So, you know, yeah, you can grieve it if you want to, but there's really no need to. And so I thought, okay, because I really couldn't you know i have cried at least once since all this happened but it was something I, you know i kind of went into a fear place
1: right
0: that's what um i was actually working with a client and um she was talking about uh, an issue that she was going through that i could see went back to something that happened when she was 3 years old and it was a fear thing you know and so i was asking her Okay, I want you to go back in time and find your three-year-old self. And what is this that you're so afraid of that you're holding on so tightly to? And as she was doing that, I was like going there with her.
1: Right.
0: And it brought up all kinds of tears. And I could tell that they were fear tears. It wasn't grief. It was fear, Mm -hmm. you know. So, um you know, I had, to, I had to, you know, process through that one. Um, and I really, I guess, for the first three weeks, I was finding my security in the bed. Hmm. You know, underneath all the covers, the quilts and, you know, everything, um, I felt safe. But that's not realistic. You know, you have to find your safety inside yourself. You know, there's no bed big enough to protect you from the outer world Hmm. or from stumps or whatever, you know. Um, So, um, you know, I've started, you know, I've I've emerged out into the outer world once more. And and granted that during those first few weeks, it was very important for me to spend a lot of time in the bed, sleeping, resting, and allowing my body to heal. Uh, But... You know, the need for that now, it grows less every day, and it's more important for me to get, you know, be up and about and moving um, and starting rebuilding muscle, you know, because I've lost 10 pounds, but probably most of that's muscle.
1: Right. So. Yeah. Hmm. Boy, quite a journey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm on it. I'm wearing a
0: shirt right now. It's interesting. I've got this um, hoodie. And on the front of it, it says, 1111, I am not on a journey. And then across (laughs) the back, it says, I am the journey.
1: Ah, Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's cool. Yeah, well, and, you know, this has been quite the month of... I think a lot of people going into fear uh-huh. <laughs> and we don't need Absolutely. to get into that, but yeah. you know, it's, you know, it's about choosing how we want to be and, and choosing love instead of, you know, focusing on the fear of what could happen <laughs> and maybe offering, you know, that this could be an opportunity for the best to come out instead of the worst. Exactly right in every way every way
0: I mean Absolutely. whether you're talking about my accident whether you're talking about the presidential election of the United States mm-hmm. you know no matter what it is it is always an opportunity for the best to come right. out right
1: yeah and you know and especially now I mean it's as you move into your and we had our Thanksgiving already but we're by the time this is aired, it's probably going to be your thanksgiving so um you know it's always a beautiful thing to look at what we are grateful for, and instead of focusing and I know I know we talk about this, it's not so much about it's not so much about how the law of attraction has been portrayed, but It is, it really does have a lot to do with how you focus. And, you know, my last article that I wrote on was, you know, about resisting um, and how I found that, you know, we, we are often looking at the opposite. So we want health. But while we're while we're thinking about health and well being, we're focusing on where we're pain where the pain is, where the problems are. You know, we tend to focus, as well, especially when there's pain. Pain is kind of a tough one because it sort of takes over, <laughs> and it's hard not to think of the pain when when it's there. Even though there is a lot of um, evidence out there that pain is in the mind. Um, it's hard when, when there is actual physical pain. So I'm not saying that this is an easy journey, but um, to shift over to, to, to really what it is that we desire most. Like we, we tend to focus on all the things we don't want instead of what we truly do want. And we, and the gift in what we don't want is that we usually get that to understand what we do want, But the problem is, is that we end up focusing too much on what we don't want, instead of really opening up to what we do want. And, you know, I will hold in my vision, you know, everything that will be positive for you and the outcome, because I, I, it really hasn't been set yet. Right. In stone. And, you know, the gratitude that we can hold for one another and, um, you know, really just be, but... You know really focus on especially as we move into the holiday season what what your dreams really are like what is it what is it that we really love and and I think you know one of the things that you've talked about before is that I've always kind of I'm always trying to not get people to look externally because as you now have really had set in it it isn't about the external things it isn't about mm-hmm. what we see or hear or perceive it's all about everything within us so when we think about being grateful and we think about moving into the holiday season I mean really focus on how you want to be as a person how you want to shine that light that's within you how you want to give to others and love one another and I think you know I have such great appreciation and gratitude for our friendship and all that it has meant to me, and um, you know, I love you dearly. So, I am so grateful, Jean. And I wish that this didn't have to happen, but it has. So, I will hold the highest possible vision that I can for you. Thank you, and I feel the same way about you. Hmm. So, I think, without wanting to extend too much of your energy, let's um, let's have this as our show um again i wish everybody a happy thanksgiving and i am grateful for all of our listeners and yeah i wish everyone a happy holiday season because our next show will be very close to uh, the christmas so
0: absolutely
1: thank you jean
0: thank you laurie love you
1: love you too have a
0: question for laurie and want to be on the next news from the heart show Drop us a line via instant feedback at bmajor.org. News from the Heart is brought to you by Intuitive Soul and is produced by Major Radio for Clear Channel's iHeartRadio and bmajor.org.